This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Opening economies will lead to more ethanol demand. Uh, We're supportive. Wheat, it's up on short covering this morning after posting losses in recent days. Chicago wheat up three cents in the July contract at 5.05 per bushel. Kansas City four cents higher in July at 4.55 per bushel. And Minneapolis spring wheat, it's up three cents in July at 5.11 per bushel. Weather conditions are variable for wheat, uh, for wheat growing regions around the world with beneficial moisture forecast for the Black Sea area but persistent dryness in other growing areas. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday morning, May 15th. In Winnipeg, for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz-Warkenton. Spring is here, and the drive is on for savings. Get up and running today during New Holland's Spring Drive sales event from Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. Find great deals and special savings featuring 0% financing and cashback offers on New Holland tractors, from compacts to high-horsepower models and everything in between. Save on select New Holland hay tools, too. Call Butler Farm Equipment at 250-785-1800 today, because just like spring, Spring Drive savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Moose Talks. A little later on, we're going to be joined by John Goslin. He's the co-founder of Caremongering Fort St. John. They've been doing some things around the community since the start of the pandemic, and they are going to be doing a fundraiser for the Women's Resource Society in a couple weekends, so we're going to talk all about that. wanted to start the day, though, by talking a bit about tax and the new RCMP detachment. The city of Fort St. John wants to hear your opinion about it, so I thought we'd have someone explain it a bit to us. So I'm joined now by the mayor of Fort St. John, Lori Ackerman. How's it going today, Lori? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So uh, as I understand it, you're asking, well, you and the city are asking the community's opinion on a funding model for the new RCMP detachment. Can you tell us exactly, kind of explain what that model is and how it works? Okay, so if we're talking about taxes and this um, project, Mm. um, let me start by going right back to uh, there's, we have two budgets. Mm -hmm. We have our capital budget and we have our operational budget. And we are the only community that gets the Peace River Agreement money, formerly known as the fair share money, Mm -hmm. that puts all of it into capital. So... This building, the construction of this building, sorry, and I'm pointing over there because I can see the lot that it's going to be built on, <laughs> um, has has nothing to do with our tax rates until it's operational. And that's why we're building it at the net zero standard so that the operational costs are, are diminished. So um, we have the money in the bank to build this building. And the province, um, because we own the building, the province would then lease space for the highway patrol and for their 
complement of RCMP that would um, manage things outside of the city. So the province is actually responsible for paying 37.5% of the cost to build the project. So that's approximately $22.7 million. Mm -hmm. So we already have the money in the bank because we have a very prudent planning process where we don't want to take on debt. So we go to the province and we said, look, you know, you will owe us $22.76 million. Do you want to just give it to us and, you know, we'll carry on? They said, no, you have the money. Um, use your money. And then we said, well, do we get a return, right? Because when it's sitting in the bank for us, we can make X percentage on that money when it's, when it's in the bank. Mm-hmm. No, they wouldn't give us that. However, if we were to go and borrow their portion of the money, then they would pay that money back to us plus the borrowing cost in the lease agreement. And we would leave that uh, 22 plus million dollars in the bank. Okay, so... Does that make sense? I think so. So essentially, it would end up the province is essentially paying for the construction of the building kind of with, you know, some fangling of money around. Is, is, that, is that kind of how we sh- we're meant to understand the situation? So what you need to know is we have our portion in the bank. Mm-hmm. And we are going to borrow theirs so that they pay for their portion plus the borrowing cost. So because they would not have, there would be no benefit to us to use our money to pay for their portion and put it in a lease agreement. You have to understand how RCMP are funded in this province. Mm -hmm. If the province owned that building and we had to lease from them, we would pay market value for the rent. Mm -hmm. If we own the building and they lease, it is a set amount. So the entire agreement is always in their, um, in their favor. So this is the only way that we could get around that and manage it. I see. Okay. Now, part of that uh, that's sort of interesting to us, of course, it's going to be uh, you're planning on making it net zero. Uh, it's going to be passive, mm-hmm. I think, as I understand it as well. Um, no, net, net zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. How much of this are you going to be able to look into making sure that these jobs for it, and I know some of it may not be able to, we, we may not have the expertise in the community to do this, but how many of the jobs will go to Fort St. Johnians, for example? Is, is that something that so you'll the, be able the, to do? The, yeah. So first of all, uh, we are um, a level of government, an order of government that is legislated by the province. The province has an agreement called the New West Partnership Agreement, and we are required to put the bid out mm-hmm. um, on BC bid um, and on the um, using the proper procurement guidelines that have been created and approved by the construction associations. So how can we get local people involved? Well, the local contractors have to be engaged and participating in the whole process. Would would we love to have local people as part of this? Absolutely, we would. Absolutely. But we can't drag them through the tendering process. We Mm. cannot give a business a benefit. I see. So it's it's basically the balls in their court in this regard. Okay. Uh, Well, you. Well, and it always is. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, right? Now you've yeah. already mentioned yeah. this. There, there should not be tax uh, tax increases to, in order to pay for this project because, as you say, the money's in the bank. You're going to borrow the rest of it from the province. Um, when it comes to property taxes, now switching gears a bit, council recently decided to waive the uh, planned increase you had. Uh, originally set for this year at 1.25%, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, yeah. W- first of all, why did you guys decide to do that? And that might seem like a dumb question, but I'd love to hear uh, kind of the process and where you said this is what we're going to do to kind of help businesses and, and property owners in this city due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So right up until the, um, the the province actually made some changes on the tools that they gave us for our toolbox we weren't really able to do anything because we were um, looking, the 1.25% was to cover the employer healthcare tax, uh-huh. right? And that's, that, that's what the, uh, the amount was that, that was required. So um, when we looked at what we could do, uh, not having a crystal ball on how long this pandemic would be lasting, uh, what it was gonna look like at the end of it, et cetera, uh, we didn't have the tools in a local government toolbox to manage these things. Um, so it's important when you're going through an emergency situation that when your community is ready to get back to normal or whatever the normal will look like, that we are ready to be back at that level of normal with you. So uh, while we have seen other communities, and there's really been only three communities that I have heard of in the province of British Columbia that have cut back drastically the rest of them don't have the ability to cut back drastically. So the ministry gave us the ability to borrow uh, over a five-year term at 0% increase, or sorry, 0% interest um, for the five years. And so we're borrowing that money to do this. And um, we will just ensure that that is uh, paid back in full within the five years. Okay. Uh I mean, you brought up some of the communities that have been able to cut back drastically. One of them is just down the highway. They announced, uh, the mm-hmm. District of Taylor, they're going to slash their property taxes by 33%. Uh, corporate taxes at 95%. It's staggering cuts. Uh, and uh, an op-ed appeared yesterday in the Alaska Highway News from former Mayor Steve Thorlickson, who had some pretty harsh words for the city of Fort St. John on... Uh, N- not coming close to that uh, slashing ability is that is is part of that reason or maybe most of that reason because as you said you can't do it because of uh you know uh, like you said you don't have the tools in your toolbox from the provincial government so let's i mean really what steve was doing was comparing apples to oranges mm-hmm. uh we are a community of over 20,000 we are a community that has significant recreation tool uh, trails parks that are being used have to be kept up even during the coronavirus uh, social distancing because people are getting out there and doing things we're not closing down the uh, boat launch out at charlie lake that belongs to us the the boat launch at peace island park belongs to bc hydro the rcmp cost alone is 6.2 million dollars on our budget the district of taylor does not pay for rcmp because they're under 5,000 population Mm -hmm. so um i heard about steve's 
letter to the editor, I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, and really, it's apples and oranges. And Steve should know better. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've mentioned this already, sort of uh, coming back to reopening. And, and in fact, the province unveiled their plan uh, two weeks ago now, I think, for kind of slowly reopening uh, the economy uh, in B.C., what has that meant for you in the city now? Because, of course, uh, just even on a practical level, you guys had to lay off several employees as part of uh, kind mm -hmm. of cutting uh, costs and whatnot due to the pandemic. What does the reopening so far look for you on a city level? Uh, do you know what it looks like? Has the province said anything about municipalities going forward? So the municipalities really have been uh, abiding by the recommendations of uh, Dr. Henry and our uh we never closed our parks we never closed our trails we never closed the skateboard park um because when you actually went and visited those places rather than looking at them from a distance you saw that there was a lot of respect for dr bonnie henry's recommendations for social distancing and when there were groups of uh people standing around those were families that were uh, were around and so anyone that was not abiding by the regulations uh you know whether it was our bylaw officers or our staff or even some members of council would go over there uh, you know they were informed and educated on what the processes were and what the consequences could be of not having that social distancing in place so we never closed those down where some communities shut them down completely and so we are looking at ways of, you know, just keeping life going in the recreation, the outdoor recreation that we have already, um, we already have. I was on a call with the minister a few weeks ago and we talked about farmer's markets. So we have a large park downtown, Centennial Park, and um, they talked about how Although we can't have groups of over 50, mm -hmm. you can, in a large uh, park like that, have a couple of different events. So you may have, um, you know, something happening at one end of the park and then farmer's market at the other end of the park. And I saw the other day that the farmer's market were preparing and for social distancing and, um, and you know, just making sure that... Um, people are following those regulations so we can flatten that curve because we are in this together and it is nurses week and those ladies and guys up there absolutely deserve our utmost respect and uh and just you know we're doing the i think we're doing a great job here in fort st john i hear of other communities that are not i know that there are concerns about what some people are doing and i get that uh, we live in a democracy and that's one of the hazards of it uh, on the city level, specifically, some of the employees who are laid off, is, do you know, is there any sure. plan uh, going forward about them getting their positions back when that might be, if that might be? Sure. Um, so I know that our staff are working on that right now uh, at, at the Emergency Operations Center level. They're working on it to make sure that uh, when they come back, they can come back safely because there's still a requirement to, uh, uh, to do it. We are a very front-facing organization, and so people will be coming in. So we have to ensure that our staff who are interacting with the public are safe and we have the proper PPE in place. And so all of that is being looked at. I know that WorkSafe BC has been working really hard to ensure that all businesses are aware of what their responsibilities are to keep their people safe, and we're taking that very seriously. 
All right, Lori. Uh, now, I, I must have one more question for you, and I, I hope you don't mind. I didn't really prepare you for this one, but I thought uh, you've obviously been involved in uh, nonprofits around Fort St. John for a long time before you were mayor mm-hmm. and as mayor. Uh, if you wanted to speak for a moment about Sue Popescu and, and sort of her impact on the arts community, on, on the community of Fort St. John in general. Sure. You know, uh, Sue was a, a force to be reckoned with. And, um, <clears throat> sorry, it's... <sighs> you know, what? when we talk about being the energetic city, mm-hmm. she really exemplified that. And everything she touched um, was something that came to life. The, the Hospital Foundation is where I first really got to know Sue and uh, how she um, took that foundation and gave it the roots that it needed to grow to what it is today is really due to you know, what she has done. Um, and the, the arts community, the uh, culture, tourism, heritage, you name it, um, anything that uh, Sue was a part of, it was significant. So um, I know that there has been um, um, an initiative started to take her uh, very vast collection of, um, of items and uh, digitize it. Um, and we have sent a letter of support already for that initiative. And, and Sue is, um, she's, Sue's going to be missed. And so I know that there's, um, there's a lot of people who could, um, you know, we're, we're following in her footsteps. And I think the community will be looking to them to, uh, you know, help us to carry on on the path that she was creating. Absolutely. All right, Laurie, we'll have to leave it there for today. But thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. For, have a wonderful long weekend. And you too. All right, we'll be right back on Moose Talks with John Goslin right after this. At FSJ Return It, we're practicing social distancing. So we've adjusted our hours to help keep our staff and you safe during this pandemic. We're open Monday to Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., closed Sundays and holidays. Sorting tables are closed at 3.30 p.m. Check us out at FSJ Return It on Facebook. We are here for you. Safely return your beverage containers into FSJ Return It. It just makes sense. Located on 10104 93rd Avenue in Fort St. John. Social distancing doesn't mean musicless. Have your own living room concert with supportlocalmusic.org thanks to our presenting sponsor, North Peace Savings and Credit Union. Tonight at 7.30 on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Energetic City and at Moose FM. Enjoy great local music in the comfort of your own home. This week's show will feature local musician Skylar Rossell. Supportlocalmusic.org presented by North Peace Savings and Credit Union is powered by Eagle Vision Video Productions, Sound in Town, and Moose FM. Watch the show tonight tonight at 7.30 on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Energetic City and at Moose FM. Here in northern BC, you need good exterior paint to withstand the climate. Windsor Plywood is proud to be the exclusive deluxe dealer here in Fort St. John and is giving you 40% off deluxe exterior premium paint. Deluxe diamond exterior with ceramic microspheres delivers a hard, smooth surface that is the ultimate in stain and dirt resistance with durability and performance. And with color matching ability, it will be easier for you to make sure that you get the paint that you want. Windsor Plywood. Your deluxe paint dealer, located on Talton Road behind Rudy's Truck Wash. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. 
Now we're going to talk with one of the founders of Caremongering Fort St. John. It's John Goslin. We're going to talk a bit about what they do and about a fundraiser they've got coming up. How's it going today, John? You know what? Today is fantastic. It's cloudy. It's sunny. It's not snowing, so we're good. <laughs> you you said the magic <laughs> word there. Uh, well, <laughs> I know people are going to hate me now. <laughs> 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 well, on that note, John, let's uh, talk a bit about caremongering Fort St. John. Uh, why don't Absolutely. we start with this? What is caremongering? Uh, what What is the group about? Well, we're basically just a, a group of people who want to help in the community. You know, we see all this, the term fearmongering raging throughout our country right now and the world with all the information and this and that and different conspiracy theories and whatnot. And you know what? This whole caremongering idea isn't just Fort St. John. It's all over Canada. And it's just the idea that instead of spreading fear, we spread care, right? So whether it's helping, you know, seniors get groceries or, you know, helping low-income families feed their kids or just shopping for people who have compromised immune systems and things like that. And it's really taken off. I mean, as you see so many groups now that are helping out and so many people in our community that stepped up and are doing so many amazing things. You got Ford with their Lend-A-Hand ban and they're coming together for COVID and Fort St. John and just so many groups that have stepped up now since uh, the whole caremongering ideas come about. And it's all basically because of uh, my friend Chuck Fowler, who messaged me one day and said, "Hey, um, so this is uh, this is what we're doing." And uh, I made you uh, one of our uh, admins. Hope you don't mind. And ever <laughs> since, it's just been, <laughs> you know, I've I've always been a volunteer here in town for the last, you know, six seven years now. So giving back to a community like Fort St. John. That is giving not my just me, but everybody, you know, so many opportunities and so much love. It just makes sense to give back, you know. Absolutely. Uh, what's the res- response been like since uh, you started the group? Has it been? It seems like it's very popular. You seem to have a lot of members and people who follow the page. You know, uh, when we first got started, it really took off like uh we had we ended up having 200 members in a week and i think we're close to around five now um and of course not all the members on the group are people that help but they're people that may need help Mm -hmm. and the way we run it is people can post if they wish but people can also just message us admins and we will deal with making the post ourselves if people want to be anonymous and it's been great. We've got a few families now that I personally shop for on a, you know, weekly by weekly basis. And so it's really, really done well. I mean, we've noticed that it hasn't been quite as busy as we thought, but with all the different groups out there helping out. And of course now the governments have stepped up and made uh, like the pound two one one for seniors and different things like that. So it only makes sense that it's not, as busy as we had initially thought it would be. So, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That means that more and more people are helping and that's what we want to see our community doing. You no, know, whether it's being a friend or a neighbor and doing the shopping for the people in your 
on your block or whatever whatever it needs to be you know you can you can definitely tell the love and attention you see all these fairy groups now popping up all over the place delivering gifts to kids and books and gifts to pets and wine for moms and it's just been so great to see so many things just it's it almost makes you want to cry to see how much love and care people have really put into each other since COVID's come around. Wonderful. Um, out of curiosity, is it, uh, you, you've mentioned help a lot and you help people shop for their groceries and whatnot. How much of this is a charity aspect? Are you helping people who maybe lost their jobs um, and, and maybe don't qualify for some of that government funding as well uh, to maybe just help buy their groceries with, with a financial donation as well? Is that part of this? Uh, that can be, yes. Yeah. So there's multiple ways that things can be done. Um, for example, I help a family where they just send me a list and I get the stuff and they transfer me the money for it. You know, uh, But there's also been a few times where we've had single moms reach out or people who have been in vulner- vulnerable situations. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten members of the community to donate gift cards, you know, food, whatever it is, and then we'll deliver it to them. So there's pretty much everything from A to Z when it comes to helping, we will make it work, right? Because we also want to take into consideration privacy too, because not a lot of people, I mean, we know the, the mental health issue that this brings with the virus being around. We don't want it there's a lot of people that don't want everyone in the community to know that they're struggling. So we respect that. And we want to make sure that people know if they are having a tough time that they can definitely reach out to us and we'll do whatever we can, whether it's, you know, reaching out to the community for gift card donations or cash donations Mm -hmm. or just food, whatever it takes. We'll, we'll make sure people get the help that they need. So I, you you kind of do a lot of things uh, at once, so it's quite a broad. It seems to be a lot of different ways you can help out uh, if you get involved with a group or need help. Um, I want to talk a bit about this yeah. fundraiser coming up on uh, May twenty third, I believe. Uh, you're doing a bit of a fundraiser yeah. for the Women's Resource Society, as I understand it. Tell us a bit about that. So, um, as you know, there's been a lot of fundraisers lately for the Salvation Army, the Women's Resource Center, and other organizations. So, um, for the most part, nowadays, we got to really be careful on making sure we adhere to that six-foot rule and the social distancing aspect and stuff. Um, So, we thought we'd do something different. Um, Most of these have been fundraisers has been where people come to the group and bring the donations to them. We're going to do it a little different where myself, Chuck and other admins are going to drive to people's homes. So people, what they can do is go on to the event. If they're comfortable posting their address then they can, if they're not, then they only have to do is message myself or Chuck and the, the admins in the group. And we will drive to your house and pick up the groceries from your front steps. Um, you can, you know, donate anything from groceries we'll take gift cards whatever um if you do want to donate cash you're more than welcome to but i prefer if you just donated food or gift cards Mm -hmm. makes more sense that way 
Um, and we've also had a few local businesses step up to uh, offer kind of like a almost like a get baskets prizes that people can enter their names to win. So how that's going to work is anyone who donates food and puts food or gift cards out for us to collect can enter their name and phone number on a little piece of paper and put it with it. And at the end of the day, we're going to draw some names and you're going to get gift baskets. And right now I have been able to pick up coffee from Devin Wigglesworth, who runs the Hell's Half Acre Coffee Company here in town. And as well as Ford was gracious to give me two $50 McDonald's gift cards, which I'll also be uh, giving away to some lucky winners. So there's going to be some other businesses that have already said they'll step up. So I'm just waiting for it to get the stuff from them and we'll be posting everything on to the event page as we, we get things. So just quickly, uh, sorry, we're going to have to wrap it up in just about a minute here. I just wanted to quickly get to this. Um, is there stuff that the you're looking for specifically in the fundraiser? You mentioned you can pay pretty much donate anything, but if somebody is going shopping over the next week and they'd like to be a part of it, is there some key things that they need right now that uh, you'd like to see on those doorsteps? Oh, um, definitely, um, you know, sanitation things. So, you know, toothbrushes, different things like that. Um, there is, in fact, I did post on the event page, so if you haven't seen it, um, please just check out our Caremongering Fort St. John group on Facebook and find the event. And there is two pictures of all the things that the Women's Resource Centre is looking for. I can't really name off everything off the top of my head, but there is quite a long list of things that they need. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they get donations all the time and they keep you know needing more so it's obviously something that's going to have to be ongoing until everyone is you know back to work and things do return to normal so absolutely all right john we'll have to leave it there today uh but thank you so much for joining us and i'll let you get back to work awesome well thanks again dub for reaching out and uh giving me the opportunity to talk to you on this it's uh greatly appreciated and Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on Moose Talks. It's back to business at Armor Lubricants. You need to keep your equipment running smoothly. That's what Armor Lubricants is all about. Great news. They now have a new mechanical service truck to not only supply you with top quality oil, grease, coolants, and fluids, but now they can also service equipment in the field. For full mobile mechanical services and oil changes, along with on-site diagnostics and a Red Seal heavy-duty mechanic with a fully rigged service truck, your one call is to Armor Lubricants. Sales, service, excellence. Visit ArmorLubricants.com. Hot, delicious, and only six bucks. Head to Quiznos for their toasty deal of the day where you can enjoy a nine-inch sub for just six dollars. It's a different sub each day, and since they're only six bucks, try them all. It doesn't get better tasting than Quiznos, beside Walmart. Looking for more power out of your pedal? Here at SS Automotive, we have a large inventory of diesel enhancement products, including throttle sensitivity, boosters, tuners, custom programs, and even major components like engines and transmission. We have everything your diesel might need. Call SS Automotive today. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests today, Mayor Lori Ackerman and John Goslin, the co-founder of Caremongering FSJ. 
As he said in the interview just now, uh, if you'd like to help out, if you'd like to get involved with Caremongering, just look up Caremongering Fort St. John on Facebook. They've got a group where you can either ask for help or be uh, able to help uh, other people in the community there as well. Their fundraiser coming up on the 23rd for the Women's Resource Center. All the information about what they're looking for and whatnot will be there on that Facebook page. If you missed this episode and you'd like to see it or you'd like to see it again, it will be available on the Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca Facebook pages shortly. That's it for this episode of Moose Talks. Studio production was by Adam Rayburn. I'm Dove Craig. See you next time. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. 100.1 Moose Hell on wheels with a full head of steam when coach put me in. And I'm still proud of that hit. I was the last resort to go to prom with a queen. Thanks to an ex-boyfriend who broke her heart that week. No, I didn't give up. But I still felt like a king. And that might not mean much to you, but it does to
Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.